Did you nod your head and then say no? What'd you ask me? <laughs> I said, hand me the bag. Yes. No. You're so cool. I wish you could all be as cool as him, right? Brian is so cool. David's just so cool. Can't be. <laughs> I Is that you as a Powerpuff Girl? Yeah. Never mind. I want to be as cool as Adam. <laughs> I'm a rowdy rough boy. Y'all <laughs> know about that. Has anybody seen the reboots? No. Does anybody care about the reboot? Of Powerpuff Girls? Yeah. <sighs> yes and no. You're going to act like you didn't watch it? No, I watched it. Like as uh, a kid? No, I did. I, I watched it. And I was curious as to how they were going to bring it back, but not curious enough to actually like... I, Seek it out. I want that Samurai Jack Ooh. to Ooh. come back out. Yes. yes. Yeah. We. That's where it's at, my man. Come on, Jack. Jack, 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 Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack. Oh, Jesus Christ. What was that? <laughs> so gross, man. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, what I'd like even more than Samurai Jack is, uh, I don't know, original ideas to start coming out. Yeah, just remakes. You know, it'd be real nice for us to have like new movies and TV shows. Yeah, like original IPs or something. Breaking Bad was that. Yeah, Breaking Bad was an IP, original IP. Which and is then they made Better Call Saul. Intellectual properties. Well, Better Call Saul is just a uh, spinoff. Yeah, which is not, it's not original. Part, it's part of an original, though. Yeah, but it itself is not original. True. Well, how long do you think it's going to take for us to get a Breaking Bad remake? Oh. Mm. Uh, I'll give it about seven years. years. Seven. Seven years? Seven. No. That's way too short. I'd say 20 years. Like seven months, maybe. No. You guys should yeah. try this beer. I guess that's that's your thing, though? I told you that was my thing. Yeah, okay. what's this beer called? <clears throat> this, ladies and gentlemen, is... The Beach Hippie IPA from the Persimmon Hollow Brewing Company. Um, this we is, recently had a Persimmon Hollow. Yes, we did. Uh, yes, yes, we did. This is also an IPA. Um, where's the ABV on this thing? 7.1, right yeah, on the front. In the front, on the left-hand side. Oh. I see. By the Hippie Band. Also, big orange right. letters on the side. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, um, look at that. Any, like any way you could answer that more like a prick? Uh, a, have you figured out what IBUs are yet, Marco? No, no, Asshole. No. Still looking that up. <laughs> Still looking that up. Research. Anyway, yeah. let's take a drink. All right. I mean, you clink. No, you don't get any. This is the One Baron Podcast. Nope. Well, I guess you're not drinking. That's refreshing. I, I withheld my reaction <laughs> for a while. You're just sitting there quivering. Yeah. Oh, so good. Bottom so lip. It's thirst quenching. Bottom lip just could not handle oh, it. Oh. 
Um, I really like their uh, their branding on this can. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I like the design also. You would, Adam. <clears throat> he would see something like that faster. Yeah. Would you ever? Would you guys ever drive a a, a microbus, a minibus? Right. I mean, like in, in I, didn't they like remake those? Yeah. I think I don't. They I, did. I, I yeah, talking about remakes. I haven't seen a single remake one ever. Yeah, <laughs> they made it and then like, oh shit. This is just like a thing on the internet. Yeah. Nobody's actually gonna buy these. Or just like the Beatle, you know? Yeah. I've seen new Beatles. Yeah, yeah. and all the new Beatles have been like everywhere, but Because that's actually a decent car. Uh, yeah, apparently. Now it looks like a decent car. The old ones are apparently pieces of shit. Like it's incredible that they last this long because they're mm-hmm. they still last long. Oh, well, well right. if it lasts that long, I guess they're not that big of a piece <laughs> right, of shit. Right. I think it's more that people just care about them so much they keep up with them, you know. They're so unique looking, especially at the time they came out. Yeah. Then they went back to that older design. I think that's why people went and bought this new one. Yeah. Because it was closer to that 60s one or 70s one. More streamlined. Mm -hmm. Less round. Yep. More, I mean, and just feminine. The Beetle? Yeah. The car, the the, the 90s and early millennium one, it's just like, you couldn't... Adventure racing on the N64. They did? Yeah. Adam loved that game. Oh, so good. It's a great racing game. <coughs> probably wasn't. Not in, in, in your <laughs> in your mind's wasn't. eye, it was probably a really great. Middle school game. me loved that game. Middle school you liked a lot of things. That's mm-hmm. true, especially cake. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, well, this was that was elementary school you. Those dunk Doritos and Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I finally watched. Um, Hateful Eight. I'm still on this guy. Okay. Yeah. What do you think of that? <sighs> Heavy sigh. Hmm. You liked it? Did you like? I mean, all right. I'm not gonna say I didn't like it, but what did you think? Uh, strong like, <clears throat> not love. Mm. Not his best. Like. Sort of just fits into his, uh, right. his catalog. It's yeah. there. Doesn't I mean, stand out. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like, I appreciate what he did with the movie, but it was just. It wasn't a very enjoyable movie. Right. You know? Like, it wasn't fun to watch. I wouldn't go back and rewatch it. No. There was... The one thing that stuck out to me... Well, this is one of the things that stuck out to me is that... I took my big black Johnson. (laughs) Yeah, that... And I put it right in his mouth. When that happened, I was like, this movie took a turn. Yeah. A sharp turn. Uh, None of the characters are likable characters. Not one do you root for or give a shit about their fate. They're a hateful ape. I mean, but still, they gotta be like charming or like. I mean, I guess they were charming, but yeah. I mean, nothing that would make you care about them dying. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert: This movie is like two years, almost two years old. It's like a year and a half. Excuse me. It just came out on like Blu-ray. Yeah, didn't come out that long ago. No. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right because it was competing with uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Sorry, take that back. Still, you should have seen it. Everybody dies. Every single person dies in that movie. Yeah. Every person, I'm pretty sure every person on screen dies. Yeah. Think about it. Every single person that we see on screen dies. Can you say it one more time? Every single person that you see on screen perishes. Does anyone survive though? Not one person. If they're on the screen, they're dead. Mm. Anyway. What you're saying is nobody makes it I think in not so many words yeah okay yeah yeah that's kind of what I'm getting at um but yeah 
None of them were really. You don't root for any of them. You don't really care when they go. I I mean that's how I that's how I was seeing it. Like, a character would die, and I'd go. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the stagecoach driver. I forget his name. Uh, Obi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked him, and I liked. I always liked Tim Roth in anything. I think so he's always fun, but he was playing to me a caricature of Christoph Waltz. That's what it felt like. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. That uh, I yeah. think we said that. Mm-hmm. We said something about like this guy like he's acting like he's Christoph Waltz. Right. I feel like maybe he like wanted he, Christoph Waltz, but he's like, do I put him in three movies in a row? We gotta get Ralph back in here. I haven't yeah. used him in a while. Right. Um It's kinda yeah. it's kinda sucks that he hasn't used him in a while because apparently Tim Roth has said like he was supposed to be in a couple of his other mm-hmm. movies, but like scheduling conflicts didn't work. I can't imagine what Tim Roth is doing. Lie to me. That would <laughs> He mean, still acts that, in the reruns. That classic TV show. <laughs> what? He still acts in the reruns. <laughs> we're, sh- we're shooting another rerun. Comes back and he just reshoots them. Mm. This beer's good. It's really, really refreshing. Yeah. yeah. What's that fruit taste? You taste that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I mean, I, I feel like I respect the movie because it's a movie that clearly doesn't give a shit about its audience. Like It's like, yeah. it, this is what it's going to be, whether you like it or not. Yeah, there's no comfort in it. I mean, it's it's beautifully shot, yeah. and you know, cinematography is awesome, and obviously the acting's top notch, and the writing's great. Mm. But it all comes to a head in a big sort of nothing. Yeah, you know, you, you're left kind of going, well, there's the credits. Even the even that end scene, it's supposed to be really a big deal with them hanging her and everything, yeah. and the, the you know, black guy and a white guy doing it together, just kind of not like, only that, but like a Confederate, yeah, ex-soldier, <clears throat> still just really didn't resonate. Yeah, I, I mean, I I thought about it more than I thought I was going to by the end of it after the movie a little yeah. bit, and I was like, I guess it's a nice sentiment that like we can come together. I guess it's coming together for a mutual hatred against somebody. I'm sure there's some feminists that hated that movie. Oh yeah, That's this woman gets not not, not feminists. Let me rephrase it: just like feminazis. Yeah, don't don't move the movement the right way yeah yeah well speaking of a movie that ooh sorry about that <laughs> movie that doesn't give a shit about its audience mm-hmm. Suicide Squad <laughs> Warner Brothers comes out that they want to rewrite certain scenes they're spending tens of millions of dollars to rewrite or to reshoot, reshoot and to yeah. well I mean they had to rewrite it to reshoot it to add Humor to Suicide Squad. Direct reaction to, to uh, Batman, Batman versus Superman, and and their trailer, because the trailer comes mm-hmm. out and it's really funny. It's full of Queen. Yeah, it has it has soundtrack. a lot of scenes that that like you know they, they edited to Queen and there's a lot of like almost slapstick type really dark humor, and people love the trailer. Mm-hmm. If you go on like I guess there's like trailer websites where they rate trailers. Ain't no trailer trash. It's like, it's like a burr, burr. it's like a website full, full of ads when yeah. you think about it. It's Seriously, it really is. Weird. It's a website dedicated to commercials. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but uh, it was very, very well received, and they were like, "Oh shit!" One, one, one we're, unnamed we're source. If we don't change everything about this movie <laughs> no, right now, one unnamed source said that every joke in the movie was in that trailer, and they were like, "Oh snap! People really like that." 
But that was it. Once they see it, they're like, this is not the movie that I, I was advertised. I can't believe there's that much of a disconnect between like the, the film's creators and the audience. You know, Because yeah. we're all sitting here thinking that this is going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy DC version. You yeah. know, like that's what they, that's what the but advertisers that's, aimed it at. That's yeah. what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to shoehorn into it now. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to make this fun and exciting, and that's—I don't think that's what they meant to to make initially. Yeah, you know, the DC movies. And be, because of that, it's gonna—it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. I, but to your point, I think it is fascinating because you're right. It, it probably will if they do shoehorn unnatural. I mean, from what they've said, they're trying to rewrite the movie itself in a way that it is not just, you know characters are walking and one character steps off and you know drops a joke and then they get back to it like they're trying to make it a natural part of like the characters interactions are going to be sillier than they were in the movie as opposed to just putting in jokes they're just light lightening the mood between the characters it's too brooding at this point yeah and they're lightening the mood with excuse me the characters' interactions, but w- within storytelling and like really crafting a fine story. Period. I was gonna say movie, but it doesn't matter if you're writing a book or you know whatever else. Any kind of storytelling uh, vehicle that you have, if you just if you go and you write this thinking one way, and you try to go back and rewrite it as something different after yeah. it's already completed, because this movie's coming out this year, right? Uh huh. If you go Coming back and months. just go, well, shit, we got to change the tone of this entire thing. Like, it's going to look like a Frankenstein monster. Man, right. True. It's, uh, uh, you know what happened last time they did that to a David Ayer movie, right? Hmm. We got Sabotage. Did Oof. they go back and rewrite Sabotage? They cut it up. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a three-hour movie. Oh, right, right. That's right. True. <clears throat> um, I was going to say earlier that it is fascinating that there is such a divide between the filmmakers, the producers, and the people who market these movies, and the and the people who they are marketing it to. Right. It just it's it's really crazy that like how Marvel keeps hitting the nail right on the head. Right. And and DC just just like they just seem so out of touch. Mm-hmm. They're they're fumbling around in the dark right now. Yeah. Like, and, it, and I'm just trying, like I'm wondering. Like, I, I'm genuinely confused as to how. They have this whole organization dedicated to giving stuff directly to their most diehard fans, and they can't figure out how to make an enjoyable movie for people who are fans of the universe. Right, their biggest characters. Yeah. They can't make a good movie about. They can't use, I mean, not just like their biggest characters, but the biggest characters in the comic book world. Yeah, I mean, they're part of the culture, of American culture, of international, I mean, just... Batman. And everything. Joker. Right. I mean, those are just... Like, how do you mess that up? I, I just... I don't know. I don't get it. I don't really understand. I mean, in a way, it's it's sort of a... I can see it as being a negative. Because if they have those top-tier characters, there's so much pressure on them to deliver something that we all know and expect. Yeah. Where if you have something like Guardians of the Galaxy, there's very relatively small uh, fan base. Especially, you know really rabid fan base I was waiting for this movie to critique it and be like oh Star-Lord's not really like that in the comics like that compared to how many people would say that for Superman Batman is you know that's true well then that's probably their problem because they're trying to make too big of a movie with too big of names with big expectations yeah Yeah. and then they they don't 
they never meet those expectations. It's and, hard. I mean, but why don't they just? <clears throat> why don't they just? It's not hard, Adam. Just you just get the right director to do well, the damn right, thing. Right, exactly. Why don't they just use the people who actually write these stories? Why do they keep trying to? You know, well, what do you mean the people that write these stories? The actual comic book writers. Well, I mean, they did that with Frank Miller and Sin City 2, and that didn't work out. Eh, that's... So... Mm-hmm. But he had a heavy hand in Sin City 1. True, true. And, I mean, mind you, uh, Robert Rodriguez basically took his comic books as, you know, the, the basic storyboards. He just brought them to life, basically, yeah. Yeah, the storyboards for the entire movie, and it worked out great. Mm-hmm. But, mind you, that takes a vision. Because if you, if you have just a, a comic book solely writer yeah doing a, a movie it's he's out of his element right he's not going to do well like that at least that's from my experience what i've seen from whenever they do that it just it doesn't work out right because it, it's a different medium it's a different way of telling a story yeah it's a different type of writing everybody forgets that um frank miller wrote was it robocop 2 and 3 oh, i didn't know that i'm pretty sure it was 2 and 3 i'm pretty positive it was 2 though at least and yeah. those are like poorly relatively poorly written movies yeah so well, but to David's point, okay, you bring in the guys who write the comic books, and then you bring in filmmakers who are proven filmmakers. Why? No offense, David Ayer. I mean, you you gave us sabotage, and we love it. I mean, it's part of our friendship, basically. Yeah. But come on, man. Why would DC go? Oh yeah, that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Drop an ass. That's going to be great. That's going to be great in this universe. What what has he done that's made them go, yeah, this this is the guy. Same with Zack Snyder. What what would what about his vision? What about his his thing? Period. Did they go, yeah, that's that's what we want. You know? I I mean, I think he was um really emboldened by what he did with 300. Yeah. And they were like, "Well, he did that comic good." Man, the goodwill he got off of one movie is crazy. Yeah. I mean, 300's awesome. You yeah. Can't, you can't take nothing away from that. But Jesus, the goodwill he got off of that one movie. Yep. Everything about 300 was great, though. The casting, the it, it no. worked for his vision because it, it was literally in a different time. 300 was lightning in a bottle. That's right. what that was. It came out the perfect time. Right. We hadn't seen anything like that movie. Right. Yeah. And the mostly all CG, very visionary... Uh, directing all action, yeah. full out, nonstop. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was just perfect, right where it needed to be. And then they just keep pegging him to do this over and over and over again. Anyway, I feel like we're talking about him over and over and over again. Yeah, we don't sorry, Zack Snyder. Yeah, we don't uh, like you though. <laughs> I mean, sorry, we just keep bringing you up, I'm giving you free advertising. It's the One Beer Podcast, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, he at, needs it. At the, at the end of the day. I don't know. I mean, are you guys really even interested in Suicide Squad? No. I was, and then I saw the reviews for the new Batman vs. Superman. And honestly, that hurt my expectation for Suicide Squad. And then hearing, obviously, the, the reshoots. Because every time you hear a reshoot, it, it's almost like a, a sure sign signal that that movie's dead on arrival. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't heard of one instance of reshoots that leads to something good or better than the original vision that it intended. I'd rather honestly have a movie that was intended the way it, it was and it just come out and not really be that great as opposed to it coming out and being like, oh, well, that obviously wasn't meant to be there. Right. And they put that joke in there clearly just to, you know, for shits and giggles and to meet that quota right. that they need. Like, it, I don't know. It, it just seems very pandering to me. Like, I, I'd rather have a director and a writer that 
can stick to their guns and be like, you know what? If you guys don't like it, that's fine. But this is what we intended. This was the movie that we set out to make, and here it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If it was a mistake, it was a mistake, and that's fine. You learn from that. But for them to go back and be like, literally the year that the movie's coming out, and be like, eh, let's reshoot a few things, because we had a major focus test, basically, with Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. I don't like that. I understand they're trying to patch it up and make it work, but it just it doesn't bode well to me. Seinfeld Squad. <laughs> jokes mean, on jokes on jokes. Yeah. It just turns into one big stand-up skit. <laughs> I mean, it could come out and be awesome, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we're being very uh, judgmental before the movies even come out. Rightfully so. Which is what we do. It's fine. It's what the people expect. This is the One Baron podcast. We are usually right about everything. Except that one guy who said we didn't know what we were talking about. But we did. But we did. did. But we did, though. We did, though. Um, Yeah, we'll see, though. That was about John Jones. And he keeps getting into shit. I don't know if you've seen recently. No, what else did he do? He was in Mexico and... Where all good stories start. Seriously. (laughs) And according to him, he was driving us safe, miles per hour, wasn't bothering nobody. And he got pulled over and given, I don't know, five citations for speed racing because he was revving his engine at a fan. That's what he says. Mm. It's like, all I was doing was revving my engine. And then, like, I guess he cussed out the cop. He's on probation. And that got, yeah. And that got uh, filmed by somebody because, of course. Of course. I mean... Celebrities should be 24-7 assuming that they are being filmed. Even in their own homes. Yep. At this point, they should assume that they're just being filmed. So that happens. They take him to jail because, he, like you said, he's on probation. Um, then, you know, he comes back here. They put him on more probation. So he's got, like, 60 more days of probation. He pleads guilty to get, you know, the, the charges lowered. Right. Uh, 60, 60 more days of probation or 60, was it 60 days or 60 months it was something crazy anger management class improved driver courses all kinds of shit they just, this, this guy sounds like he's going to kill himself soon I mean I just I don't I don't know man I don't get it It's it's ugh. he's the first UFC fighter to ever be stripped of his title for a disciplinary reason and I don't know it just seems like he's working really hard to never win it back it sucks. Yeah. He's got a fight this month coming up. Yeah, that's what he's supposed to be, you know, winning his title back. This yeah. is supposed to be the return of John Jones. And I don't know. Is that going to happen anymore? Do we know it's, what's going to happen? Well, it's or? still, I mean, tentatively it's still on. Okay. And, I mean, I don't really see how anything could change unless he, you know. He's not going to jail, so that's the thing. Right. Like, it, I, I think he's fine to fight as long as he's not in jail, obviously. Yeah. So, so just be on probation. He'll be on house arrest with the championship belt. It'll just be him and his ankle monitor. Just got to ankle train him too. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Anyway, um, I don't really know where else to go with this. We can cut this part out. But no, leave it. I'm not leaving it. Every time I say cut it, it never gets cut. Take it. What are you talking leave about? It. Take it. You want this dead air? Yeah, just left I want, in there. I want this right here. It's All real. Right. It's real. This man. is real. Whatever, man. It's your show. You're right. It's my show. Yeah. I just let you pretend it's yours. Okay. Okay. This riff came out. Oh. Have you been able to play with it? No. 
No? No. You looked up the reviews, though. <clears throat> Everybody looked up Of course. The we all looked the up the reviews. The Sands is the best damn thing in the world. Yeah. It's pretty... It's, it's, it is pretty cool, though. The fact that, like, it's finally out. It's finally here. We've been talking about it for, what, years. two, three years now? Yeah, yeah. It's finally here. Finally it retail. Started. The VR revolution has begun. Mm-hmm. This is it. Now, every time I go on Facebook, it's like another video... Or another link to like, hey, check out this VR thing. And it was you were showing me the thing with the cats, right? Or was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did he show you that? No. Yeah, it, there's a demo of people walking out on a plank to save a kitty. <laughs> and, but it's 60 stories up. Oh, God. But it's all VR. Mm. So the, it just shows people freaking out. That's funny. Because yeah. they're afraid of heights. It's like an arcade in Japan. And it's uh, supposed to introduce people to VR that's awesome and we need more of that because definitely I, I feel like really none of us have truly experienced VR in that level you yeah know, we've seen it based off a cell phone before but that's not the true VR experience no yeah the yeah. first guy that comes out you know and has enough money or gets a big enough loan or whatever buys 10 15 20 oculus rifts sets up computers booths with like specific games for every setup mm. so you have your car racing booth with the oculus rift the steering wheel the yeah. rig where the chair moves mm-hmm. the jet fighter setup all is they're just gonna bank that would be so awesome. much money yeah yeah if disney coast <laughs> is still around just make it a vr mm-hmm. playground that's it no nah, they're getting rid of it but yeah good fucking finally yeah. why it's old so technology all that shit is old yeah, it's te- updated the technology wasn't updated it should, long enough it, Disney oh, Quest oh yeah up, update it how long has it been well what I'm, what I'm saying is Disney Quest should have like moved years. as quick as the technology did that was yeah. the point of it or at least that was supposed to be the point of it so but anyway well, you can only it. ride that Bill Nye roller coaster so many times well make a new one that's why they're getting rid of the fucking Back to the Future shit they get rid of the Jaws or the Twister. It's a different company. I'm saying they're just getting rid of shit like that. It's the same thing. All the same company. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, I, I think the way that, obviously, we, we talked about this in the past, but the way that VR really explodes is if when it gets in people's hands. Because the only time people will really be able to experience it is if they know somebody that has it, or they just go on a whim and buy it themselves. Right. So, about that... I don't I don't see it really exploding because you can't experience that now things like IGN have made their own VR channel so you can you know use your rudimentary uh, like phone and use that VR experience to kind of see and look around what that VR experience is right which is pretty cool I find that like a nice sort of beginning steps I like the videos that that people have been coming out with the 3D like, video. Yeah, the 3D videos. I think those are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. They need they need something here to inform people and to let them know and to give them that to, to hold their hand mm-hmm. through that the first steps. Yeah. Because like the the pricing is ranging from like 300 on up. Like if you don't really have any context for it or anything, like why would you go out and spend all that money? It's one thing you've got brand recognition. When I say the, the new Xbox is coming out. Right. You automatically know what you're getting with that. Even if you don't know what you're getting with it, you know what's coming, mm-hmm. right? But if I tell you the Oculus Rift is out, 
You need context for that. You're by Facebook. Oculus kind of Rift by Facebook. Sounds real futuristic. Right. People are not just going to go out and spend that kind of money on something like that. Well, I don't know if you guys remember, but when we were kids, when the N64 was coming out, they had actual like mobile N64s that they'd bring out to these like shows and stuff. And like they had these booths with N64s so you could play Mario 64 for the first time. Yeah. And it was like, wow, this is, this is new. This is a, like a brand new thing. 3D gaming is truly in your home now yeah. you know like you know obviously playstation was there and stuff like that too but not in this level like seeing that was a game changer yeah we don't have that yet for vr so uh, yeah kind of waiting on that i remember the n64 at mcdonald's that was the thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my idea of a mobile n64 yeah immobile immobile <laughs> immobile at a mcdonald's Eating a burger. Just like you when you're at McDonald's. <laughs> eating, a eating a burger. I'm going to stand up to play that. Um, something I just thought of. Just now. Just now. And I just thought of this. That I actually <laughs> remember. Right, Trump. <clears throat> words. I have many words. And they're the best words. <laughs> Action Bronson. Yeah. Did you hear what he did? Oh, yeah. Is he yeah. losing weight? No. no. <laughs> losing, I think he's losing weight. No. Maybe he's trying. I don't know. I mean, for a guy that size... You know, losing weight is just getting to a smaller fat guy. You know? Or a fat guy that could live longer. No, well, I mean, what I'm saying is like he, on one of, one of the, um, one of his, uh, fuck that, the fucks, fuck that's delicious. <laughs> fuck that's delicious. Episodes, he says he, he lost like 80 pounds, but I mean, he's still, really oh, yeah, he's still a fat guy. So, he I mean, also I, exaggerates a lot, so. Yeah. I mean, he exaggerates, yeah, pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Everything. Literally. So, yeah. So he was supposed to perform at a school. Do you remember what the school was? Uh, Washington, Washington something. Yeah. Elementary. It was Washington University. Washington Elementary. Yeah. Um, and then for some reason, you know, a, 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 a small group of... And I, and I looked it up. A lot of people were saying... Let me just keep continue with the backstory. Um, a small group of, of people... Created a petition to prevent him from performing. George Washington University. George Washington University prevented him from performing at uh, at the at their benefit thing or some kind of like festival concert that they had because right. of his misogynistic lyrics. There was a song in particular, "Consensual Rape." Right, "Consensual Rape" song that he had come out like five years ago at this point. Yeah, um, and I mean his ongoing misogyn- misogyny period in in his. Right. And Lyrics. specifically and it was songs. it was that song and uh an Instagram post. <laughs> oh yeah, with the uh with the trans the transsexual that he was like making fun of or something like that. Right. Um and then there's the there's the video for a song from uh, Dr. Lecter where he's like cutting up a woman or he's like eating dinner next to like a dead body, like a woman's dead mm-hmm. body or something. I forgot what the song is. Uh but it doesn't matter. All those On things something kind called of... Dr. Lecter? <laughs> something <laughs> What? Yeah, right. Uh, How inappropriate! So all those things put together, the school, you know, this this small vocal group of of you know activists, mm-hmm. uh, air quotes, air quotes, air quotes, prevented him from performing. And this has happened to him enough times that he deemed it necessary to finally respond mm-hmm. with a long form Facebook post about how this you know those lyrics aren't who he is, and he regrets that you know people are using that as a perception of who he is as a person and he has no problem with the LGBT community 
or violence against women. You know, he doesn't condone that in any shape or form, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And most importantly, I feel like he, he mentioned that he uses his lyrics as a, you know, a writer or a director makes their art as well. Yeah. It's just, it's a piece of art. Uh, he says he understands that, especially in hip hop, people take it as a direct correlation with who he is as a person, yeah. what, you know, what he rhymes and what, what he writes himself. But he, he is making a, a piece of art with what he's doing, and this is his vision. He's telling a story, et cetera, et cetera. I think that that is the major uh, crux of like the criticism that's levied at rap music mm-hmm. is that they spend so much time trying to convince you that what they're saying is the truth right? because the truth is, is the most important thing for a lot, for a very large part of rap music the truth is the most legitimate thing yeah you have to be real about what you're saying and you have to have done the things that you're talking about so on so forth blah 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 that i think is the major like crux of the criticism because people always say you know you say these things and it's who you are and it's who you represent and you know you're you're setting a bad example nobody ever says that about (coughs) excuse me excuse filmmakers or you know Film writers, country musicians, novel writers, and things like that. <clears throat> they don't say those sorts of things about people who, about other creative people, mm-hmm. because it's assumed that those people are writing a story. Right. And it's assumed that a rapper is talking about his life mm-hmm. or condoning what he's talking right. about. Right. And he can't, and, and it, it sucks because, like, he can't, the, it, the more he says, that these are just stories and this is just him being creative, the less believable he is and the less legitimacy is lended to his music. But do and we, that bothers some people. It, it does. And I've seen a, a sizable backlash yeah. against what he said. But in that same token, do we go to Action Bronson for the truth? I don't think we do. No. We, I mean, we go to him for entertainment. The guy, I mean, how many times has he made a reference to like doing a backflip into a limo or like doing a split and doing a car wheel into the aqua car? Right. Like, what, right. like, why would you listen? Why would that be okay? But then as soon as he talks about this other hypothetical or crazy thing, it's like, oh, I'm not okay with that. I'm okay with this weird fucked up thing Wait. that like there's no way that that could be real but this obviously is real because because that that offends me mark this one right me? right no that's exactly it though but and that, he can jump into the water no splash no no splash no splash on the dive uh it yeah it's it's really unfortunate that that's and that he that he felt it was necessary to respond i mean obviously it's something that bothered him enough that like people actually thought that's who he was that he had a problem with the gay community or the trans community or something like mm. or you know people like that and I mean I, I could see, I, I could see why he would feel like it was necessary to go you know I, I want to clear that up right because that's becoming like a meme about me is that that is who I am and I don't want that to be a thing I don't want that to be yep. a part of my narrative mm-hmm. <sighs> excuse me what I was going to say earlier is that I, I was seeing I was looking on the Facebook post and a lot of the kids who went to that school we're saying like it was just this small group, yeah. a very vocal group that has a lot of sway with these sorts of um, things that happen where it's like, you know, I mean, in the society that we're living in, if you say something about the LGBT community that's negative, I mean, there's going to be a very severe backlash. Right. 
and it's a hot topic right now. It really, yeah, it's a it's a hot topic. And as soon as you press that button, I mean, you're 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 stepping into the fire there. So you got to be careful with what you say. People are really going to come after you for it. Mm. And so it could have been, it could have been a fucking chess club, like ten people. Yep. But that would have been enough because of the subject matter. But you got against chess clubs, man. I was in the chess club. Little known fact. Anyway, Pratt didn't show up much. That uh, um, that's enough. Sometimes yep. when it when it's when it's that thing when you're talking about that thing, right, right. And a lot of the kids were saying like, you know, we wanted you here, like, like you're saying, we don't go to Action Bronson for, you know. Social commentary. He's not Karis One. Yeah, you know. It's not what you go for him for. You knew what you were getting when you hired the guy. And that's the thing that leads me to believe that these people that made the fuss don't even know his music. Mm-hmm. Like they're not fans. Clearly, they're not fans. Right. But I'm saying, like, even if even if it was somebody of the LGBT community that was listening to like maybe newer Action Bronson, where he doesn't like make those references, or you know, they didn't hear something that would have triggered them if they went triggered. back. And heard that, and you know, like got offended. I, right. I still don't think they would take that as him that being the sum of his parts. Right. You know? I, I highly doubt the people who complained about him were going through his fucking catalog, and then stumbled upon the song, and they were like, I don't, "Oh, I don't like this." Right. And even still, it's like, fuck, man. Like, how? What is the statute of limitations on on things like that? The song came out in two thousand eleven. Yeah. And it's, he hasn't done a song like that since. And he's already... It? It's the song Consensual Rape. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I that's... Mean you name a song that. That's a pretty uh, intense title. Right. You, you just naming songs like that. But then it's not... Then it's not rape, so... Yeah. Maybe so we should go back and listen to it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to, you know, Mayhem Loren and, like, references to, like, Dolph Lundgren and stuff. Not... <laughs> Talking That's about. all I care about. <laughs> what if he's just like a neo-Nazi in this entire song? <laughs> That's why he keeps shaving his head. Exactly. Like, and we never knew. Oh, God. That'd be a, that'd be a terrible twist to this entire story. That'd be it. I couldn't listen to rap anymore. I'd be like, you know what? That, I, can't, I can't do it. Over I can't it. keep having these guys rip my heart out. I can't have these See, but, Okay, let, let's put the shoe on the other foot here. All right? okay. Let's try to think from the other perspective. If we were members of the LGBT community... And we heard a song like, like that. <laughs> Would it be? <laughs> okay. Anyway, is that the song? Yeah. Okay. Um, but if we were part of the LGBT community and mm-hmm. we heard this song that was, you know, obviously offensive to to people, or not even the song. It wasn't even the song that was offensive. Yeah, the them. It was the post. Instagram post. Right. We saw that post after <laughs> liking Action Bronson for a long time. Don't you think it'd be something similar to people, you know, hearing about uh, Hulk Hogan saying the N word? And you're a black person. Yeah, yeah. Is that not you know? I think I, close yeah, I, I at think, least. I, I think that's there's definitely a legitimate comparison there. I mean, a guy that you. I mean, obviously there's not the history there, but a guy that you're a fan of doing something that legitimately offends you. I just, I would want some backstory on it mm-hmm. first and foremost. I need some context before I'm gonna say you know down with this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a legitimate comparison there. The only problem is like, again, we're talking about you know creative art versus this guy's real life. This was a candid conversation that he mm-hmm. thought was never going to get out, and the only reason he apologized was because it got out. Yeah, not it's because not, he it's was not like he's on the regretful. WWE wrestling being racist. Right, he's in his home. I get that, but the Instagram post is him 
being candid, isn't it? No, I mean, it's a public place. He posted that on Instagram because he thought it would be funny. And obviously, people did not think it was funny. And then he said, ah, you know what? My bad. That, that probably wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, again, to do something like that and to, to immediately regret it because he deleted it, like, very quickly after he posted it because, like, the backlash was swift. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, this isn't cool. And he's like, shit, you're right. That actually probably wasn't that cool that I did that. My bad. That should have been the end of it. Yeah. But instead, it's something that a deleted post is is now part of his story. It's part of his narrative. Anytime something like this happens, they bring up something where I guarantee you those fucking kids, they probably hadn't even seen that picture until like somebody probably brought it to their attention. Like, oh yeah, and you remember this shit? Like, no, we don't remember it, but now we know because you showed it to us. Right. But yeah, that's Bronson putting himself out there as that character in a public space. Again, Hulk Hogan was... He didn't think that this was ever going to come to light. This is who he was. Right. It, it's extra heinous because of that, of that's, course. Well, I think that is that is the main difference. If right. if these were things like if they caught Bronson saying like, you know, about gay people and, and saying the word like faggot and stuff like that in his own home recorded where he didn't think it was going to come out, mm-hmm. that changes things. That, right, then right. you go, all right, man, who are you really as a person? Because mm-hmm. this is you when you thought you were safe and you you're not obviously because you're a celebrity right and this is the kind of person that you yeah are. at that point i feel like we can safely um sort of stop defending the art right uh from that artist right you know because we've talked about art versus artists with kanye and stuff like that where right. it's like can you enjoy this person's art even though you don't agree with them as a person right and to a certain degree you can but mm-hmm. Went somebody like Hulk Hogan, where, like you're saying, I, well, and and like Dave, it. like Dave said, if his character was a racist, then you'd have to kind of reconcile yourself with that. Like, okay, this is part of his character. Maybe you're not a fan of like you know the WWE trying to use a racist character mm-hmm. to get people to buy T-shirts, but right. you know that's part of his creativity, <laughs> right? But the, yeah, the you know the fact that it, it's real changes that. So like if it if it was part of his character and he was trying to go for something or he was trying to say something with it, then I think that's the equivalent of Action Bronson making these songs and having these posts. That's that's I think more comparable. If Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan, if that was part of his character to be that person, right? You know, and he's not. He's the all American. He's the guy we looked up to. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, respect your parents. And don't date black guys. Like that's. Uh, oops. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I didn't say that last part. Yeah. I am a real American. Still a great, still a great intro song. Of every man. Every man. Except for black men who want to date my daughter. <laughs> brother. Yeah. Brother. <laughs> no brothers. Oh. Yeah. Now I'm sad again. Yeah. Well. Well, this beer will make you happy, so... Uh, Yay! Uh, yes, the uh, Persimmon Hollow Brewing Company Beach Hippie IPA. This From was... Deland. Yeah, this was delicious, man. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Very, very good taste. I don't know what that um, fruit flavor was. Yeah, it doesn't say. It just says um, fruity and balanced malt. Mm. Well, well it, it's, it's very well balanced. Thank you. Yes, yes, it was. What would you give it? Uh, fun fact, this brewery is only 30 minutes away. Oh. Mm-hmm. We do have to go to more local breweries. Yeah. We have a few. Crooked Can. Um, <laughs> oh, what's the other one? The one with the tree on it. Anyway, besides the point. 
I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. What we, are you talking about? I, I can't remember. Uh, 1010. We missed 1010 last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a few in the uh, Orlando, Central Florida area that we have to check out. But, yeah. yeah, I'd like to check these guys out. The last two we've had are been pretty good. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Um, I personally would give this beer a 5 out of 6. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm... I'm kind of leaning towards that, too. I don't want to start giving too many of them too high of reviews. Yeah. But we've had... I mean, if they're good, they're good. It's true. You can't really... I mean, I'm not going to downgrade it just because I don't want to give too many fives. If I'm listening to a lot of good music, it's a lot of good music. Don't give too many fives. Come here. Just mm. one. Five. Five out of six. Dave? 4.5. All right. 4.5, five, five. Any last words? Uh, What do you want on your tombstone? <laughs> Brother... I want uh, this whole thing. This has been the One Baron Podcast. My name is Marco Duplo. That's Dave. Is there an arrow pointing? That's Adam. Are we are we buried it's, next to you? And I'm po- yeah, and it's two hands pointing in either direction. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. Drink delicious beer. I'd want pepperoni and sausage on my tombstone. Mm.